Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are anchor moms. Hello, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Anger Moms. Uh, glad you're with us today. Yeah. Um, so, Katie, I have a question. What is the one thing that you didn't know was going to be so tough about parenting? Uh, there is a multitude. I know there's a lot, but like, what's the top a lot. for you? I don't know. What? Um, I we've talked about this before in the podcast. It's just that my like kid would never eat anything healthy. That like eating mm. vegetables was going to be such a like a chore. Did I say this before that River visibly looks nauseous when you just like mention the word broccoli? She's like, I hear, I hear that vegetable. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like I didn't know that. Uh, but I feel like yeah. River eats pretty well. Are you kidding? No. No. <sighs> no. I, I'm so glad you think that. Have I we do. fooled the masses? I do feel like that. No. Well, you guys are such healthy eaters. I'm like, what else is she going to eat? Like, you don't have junk in your girl, house. Girl, she, this girl will find a way to, like, finagle a cookie, like, out of well. thin air. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she just, like, they, like, wear you down. They, like, yeah. beat you down until yeah. you're like, fine, have all the cookies. Fine. I here's literally a, don't care. A huge bin of here's, goldfish. Just here's, go to like, town. all the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me. Tell me what. Tell me. So I just didn't realize, um, I mean, I guess I should have realized it, but I didn't realize that you as the mom are responsible for the dinner idea, mm -hmm. the dinner grocery buying, mm -hmm. the dinner prep, yes. the dinner yeah. eating, everything, and the dinner cleanup every night for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Basically. Mm -hmm. It is so exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I'm not alone when I say that, you know, we have a couple of recipes that we kind of like your go to rotate between. Right. But even still, and then you feel like you need to try different things. No, and, I and don't. I, I, no. Mm -mm. It's so exhausting. I it's hate it. so exhausting. I hate it. Figuring out what's for dinner. And now that our kids are getting older, they're like, what's for dinner tonight, Mom? Oh, really? At like 10. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. You know? Are you like, what do you want for dinner? Sometimes I say that, but inevitably it's hot dogs. We can't have hot dogs every night, you know? Hot dogs. Like hot dogs or pizza. Those I would like, like the only, even if, the River, I would, if River ate hot dogs, I would be excited about that. That's I mean, where I am right now in my life. If she would eat hot dogs, I would be excited about that. Or pizza, which, I mean, I also love pizza, but we can't eat pizza okay. every night. No, you can't. Um, yeah, I just had no idea the, the struggle bus of dinner 
everything surrounding dinner. Like, it's not even just, I'm fine to grocery shop. I mean, I don't love it, I but I can it. do it. I hate that too, yeah. Um, but, like, just the coming up with the meal and then making sure it's something they're going to like and then cooking the whole thing with four kids needing my attention while I'm cooking. And then you get it on the table and they don't even eat it and it's a struggle. Like, the whole thing is just, I'm just so over it. I know. I wish I had tips. It's funny you just mentioned this because I just had the same conversation with my husband. Like, oh, really? this is, we're recording this on a Monday. It's my super long day. I don't even leave the building. You know, and like Mondays and Tuesdays, it's like, I'm, I'm so tired. And then I have to like literally at the very, what's basically the very end of my day, because after dinner, right, like whoever right. goes to bed and I go to bed, um, I have to like produce this meal. thing. Right. Yes. Um, and I, like, hate it. And I uh, – have we talked about, like, remember when you – before you were, like, married or before you had kids? Like, did you even think – like, dinner was, like, I don't know. No. A what of did, wheat, what like did a I wheat, eat? I don't like, know. some wheat thins and, like, some mac and cheese that you found in the I cupboard. I feel like I, like, went out with my friends yeah. or something. Right. It was, like, not even – you did. it didn't even occur to you to think it did, about Yeah. It, it didn't really hit me mm-hmm. until maybe after, after we got married. I think it started being, like, oh, we should, like, cook some things at home. Right. This would be fun. Right. But, you, you know, wrong. when you're cooking for you and your husband, it's one thing. But when you've got kids, and then I'm so tem- so often tempted to just be like, oh, whatever, we're just going to get takeout. But it's getting expensive. Yeah, it's expensive, and takeout's not that healthy. Even when you think you're right, eating healthy, right. it's just so much healthier to eat at home. Uh, yeah, you can't have takeout every night. No. And I feel your pain. Again, I just said to Brian, like, oh, my God, what? I don't even know what's for dinner tonight. And he wasn't like, oh, don't worry. I've I got have an this idea. suggestion. He was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Still going to expect something anyway, from you, though. Anyway, gotta go. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Like, I honestly, even if even if Gregory just would, like, send me ideas, like, I just can't come up with the ideas anymore. Know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm brain dead when it comes to, like, trying to come up with something for dinner. I don't think you're alone. I don't know. But also, I'm not very adventurous either, like, I don't really want some, like, complicated Oh, I don't want anything complicated. I just need something besides the same, like, four things we eat every week, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know there's cookbooks. I have cookbooks in my house, but that feels like a lot. Oh, gosh, no. You're not going to, (laughs) like, open a cookbook on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, I would have to, like, do it and then, like, grocery Grocery shop. shop. Yeah. Which normally is what I try to do for the week, but it's just – anyway. Enough with with the um, exhaustive dinners. I'm just – over it. I know. <laughs> Except there's nothing I can do there's to There's nothing you can it. do about it because you, like, you still have to, like, your people have to eat. They do. They do. They do. Unfortunately. unfortunately. Yeah. It's very, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> okay. This next article, or this first article, I should say, is from Motherly, and it's called What I Didn't Understand About Being a Working Mom Before I Was One. I saw working moms come in flustered at 8 a.m. and didn't realize the battles they had already fought that day. Um... This is a woman who she works at a nonprofit, and she, she you know, says that oh, she worked. She worked with a lot of working moms early on when she was young, um, and she didn't realize that, like before they came into the office, they already had to get their kids like fed, dressed, and off to school on time. Um, she watched working moms count down until 5 p.m. and race out the door like their pants were on fire. I had no idea they were just getting started on the second part of their day. I watched working moms 
call and later email and text to say their kid was sick and they'd be out and could I cover this or could someone call to reschedule that. I had no idea the guilt they wrestled with or how exhausted they were from being up all night and sometimes how relieved they could be to just be home for a day even if it meant cleaning up puke. Um, but I, I thought this was like the key point. They knew something I didn't. Nothing that happens at the office is anywhere near as important as what happened in their life at home. Yeah. I loved this article. The, in fact, this made me cry. I was yeah. bawling reading yeah. this. Yeah. Because I feel, oh my gosh, I feel so, so many of these things. Um, one of the things that I highlighted, you're, you feel guilty for wanting a career, for not caring about a career anymore, or for being fine where they, if, because there was a promotion that they could get, but they didn't want to because it could rock the boat right over. Right. Like they just couldn't like add one more no, thing to their plate. Yeah. Like it's like you, you feel guilty if you're, you know, too invested in your career. You feel guilty if you're too invested in your house, your, your family. You feel too invested or you feel guilty if you just can't even like think about the next step in your career. Yeah. Like it, no matter what the choices are, you feel guilty. Yeah. And I feel that all the time. You feel guilty no matter what. Um, sometimes I feel guilty. I, you know, I, I know I'm giving, I, I'm trying really hard at work and I'm trying really hard at home, but there are so many days where one of those just has to take a back seat. Yeah. It has to. Mm-hmm. It has to. Somebody's sick at home or there's a deadline at work and your kids want to have a tea party and you have to say, no, I've got to go do this yeah. work thing. Like, you're going to have to watch a movie for two hours. Like, I, you know, there's just... It's it's hard to do everything for everyone, and you do feel guilty. And sometimes I like miss my old life where no, I shouldn't say it that way. I love my children, but there's something to be said for that life where it's just you and your career. Yeah, and you work your butt off for that career. You love your career. You feel good about it. You know you're giving 110 percent every single day. And I hate that sometimes I feel like I can't do that for my job and for my coworkers and for the profession that I truly do love. But it's such a it's such a hard balance um, to get right, and it's it's really tough. I think a lot of working moms. In fact, I just said this to Brian a couple of weeks ago. Like you're just when I had to take that week off because River had COVID for the second time in three months. Like I felt like like I felt so guilty for like I know that they were like calling you into work I knew that like all these people at the station were picking up like the slack for me and it's like you just can't I said to Brian like I just feel like I'm like failing like at all my roles like in work as like a mom because like I was like stuck at home all like all those days with River she was like driving me batty you know and she was just Mm -hmm. being a four-year-old I was like not you know I wasn't like giving 100% to being a mom or like I was like failing at that like cranky with him I was failing up as my like you know in my my role as like a wife and I just honestly I think this is just like the pool and I don't even know that it's necessarily a working mom thing I think this is probably you ever all moms you're always juggling all the different roles that you have in your life sure, and it's yeah. just you cannot be everything to everybody right you know, but I think yeah, all and I think you're right. And I think even if you're not, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you feel this some too. I do think when you're working, it just adds a whole nother level of stress, yeah. of responsibility, of a whole nother group of people who you who was counting on you, right? And exactly. you're letting down, yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know how to fix it or what to do about it, but I think it is helpful to at least kind of name it and and to know and that other people are feeling the same way. I mean, I do yeah. like to think you and I are both 
<laughs> about to be 40, uh, mm-hmm. approaching 40. And I like to think that, yeah, this is why, you know, I started at this station as a one-man band, somebody who, like, sh- I, like, shot my own stories, like videotaped my own stories, wrote my own stories, edited my own stories, and set up my own live shots in a bureau an hour plus away from the station. So I like to think, you know, listen, that's why I worked so hard in my like 20s and early 30s. Is And this is like the payoff, right? Is that like, now I can't give 100%. Like I just can't give 100%, but like I, you know, I, I put the building blocks in place mm-hmm. to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think, too, I think we are in the thick of it, right? I think that someday when our kids are, you know, older, yeah. when they're 10 or teenagers, ten, right? 10. I don't know. Just the number out there. Even 10 feels really far away. Yeah. It does. But, I mean, someday they'll be there. And someday they'll be at school all day. They'll be in extracurricular activities after school. And yes, we'll still have mom duties, but I don't think it will be quite as much. I think right now we're just in the thick of it. So it's like all consuming. Right, right. Although then I think about like, oh my gosh, like once River starts playing volleyball or starts, uh, I don't know, like like being in the band or whatever, then it's like even more commitments outside of work, by the way. I sometimes think about that in terms of like my schedule. Like I don't know if it gets – and I think your worries are different. Like – Right. You know, when your kid is older, you're worried, are they, like, doing drugs? Are they, like, drinking? Do they have the right friends? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think being – like, you never really stop being a mom, and it, I don't know that it ever no. stops being all-consuming. But I think the – like, our kids need us every second of every day right now, and I think that <laughs> will get better. Yes. It has to get better. It will get right? better, right? Does it get better? I don't know. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Mom's the word. This is something that I think is really cool. So I was at a family reunion recently, yeah. and my cousin had this. Um, so we all know the pack and play that you travel with when mm-hmm. you have a baby. This is, it's called a slumber pod, and it's basically a tent, like a room darkening mm-hmm. tent that goes over the pack and play. It's genius. It has pockets in the right places so that you can have a sound machine, you can have the baby monitor, and it looks right down on the pack and play. Um, And basically, if you're staying, if you're traveling and staying with your kid in the same room, they can be asleep in this thing, and you can be watching TV, you can have the lights on, you can go to the bathroom, and the baby does not hear a thing. I'm so annoyed that I didn't know about this back when River was in a pack and play. Well, I don't think they had him then. I think this is like a new thing. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's new. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Why didn't we invent this? Because well, we should have. We should have done that. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, it's it makes so much sense. You know, I'm always like every time we um, rent travel. an Airbnb or yeah. yeah travel. I this is like the first thing I do is look and see if like the closet is big enough Same. to stick the pack and play I, in and close the door and like is the door gonna be creaky like how like does it have a shelf for the monitor you know all those things so this just cuts out all of that yeah like you just stick this puppy up and it's it's amazing my sister told me about this she mu- they must have one because they have used it for um for their kids and yeah I mean I Brian and I have actually gone so far as to like we will rent suites like at and when mm-hmm. we have to like stay at hotels so that we can put river in like one in one room yeah. because you know when your kid goes to bed at seven o'clock right right what and you're a, on vacation and you're on and vacation you're, like, you're all stuck in one room like, like okay, are you just, just get, whisper yeah like just turn out the lights at 7 30 good night yeah. you know yeah. so it and you said that it's kind of expensive though right it is it's 175 I mean, yeah. whatever. A pack and play is probably what a hundred bucks. I don't know. It's been so long since I bought. But I mean, if you travel um, a lot, if you travel a lot, totally worth it. It's I worth mean, it. I was tempted to buy it, and I'm on my last kid, and probably won't even need one for the next like six months. Yeah. But um, it's it was really genius. It really made a lot of sense. If you're a big traveler and you have an itty bitty or like you know your first kid and plan on having more, I would buy this. Yeah. Okay. Good. I like it. Um. Okay. So the next um article is. Alicia Silverstone. Alicia. Alicia. What did I say? Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. Get it right, Karen. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry, Alicia. I'm so sorry. If you're listening out there, Alicia. Alicia, Alicia, we love you. Um, She still co-sleeps with her tween, and people are losing it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I didn't realize this. Alicia Silverstone is a big, like, natural mom. She's been very outspoken about her parenting style. She has an 11-year-old named Bear Blue. Um, And apparently, she recently put it out there that they still co-sleep. And as you can imagine, social media went nutso. And she got a lot of criticism. Basically, a lot of people saying that it was kind of, like, creepy almost, that Mm -hmm. she would sleep in the same bed as her 11-year-old son. Um, so, yeah, people people are not happy. Um, I just have to pause real quick and say, she made one of the greatest movies ever, Clueless. <laughs> so I can never be mad at her Alicia, or Alicia, we can never be mad at you. you I, I think anything you do is amazing. So I don't even care. Whatever you want to do right. as a parent, as I don't care. If, You're, as you, if, Alicia. Right? Yeah. Um, you were amazing, and that movie was amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, look, as we say on this podcast all the time, you do you. Yeah. Who cares what other right. people think? Also, co-sleeping is so normal in other countries and mm-hmm. other places. I feel like America is very um, bonkers about it, yeah. right? Um, I mean, I've admitted this previously on the podcast, much much to my sister's chagrin. I mean, my sister and I co-slept with my mom until we were, like, teenagers. Now, did we call it co-sleeping? We weren't, no, like, No, because it wasn't a thing. Yeah, like, it was just, like, my mom was a single mom. She had, like, a king bed. We just, like, all piled slept in. in. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. nobody wanted the middle, but we just, like, piled in, and that's, like, I don't know. That's what we did. And, like, I didn't even – it's funny. It wasn't until I was an adult that I even had discussions yeah. about it. Only now in, like, I don't know, the last, like, two or three years have I – have I even th- like the thought even occurred to me that, that was it might weird. have been weird? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, River is not allowed to co-sleep with us most mostly because like I'm always afraid that once I started, I will like never get that kid out of my bed. Right, right, right. Um, but she does come in and snuggle with us in the yeah. morning, mm-hmm. and I sometimes am fooled into thinking like, oh, this would be so lovely, and then she, you know, knees me in the face, and I'm like, I don't know. No. I don't think so. It's funny. Our kids, every once in a while, will have a bad dream or something come up. Uh-huh. I don't want to get in the bed. And it, it's funny. Um, 
honestly, Henry's not that bad. Like, he will lay down and stay in the same position, not move, Good. go to sleep, yeah. whatever. Ella Ray is a whole other story. She's like, turns sideways in the bed, kicks, and da 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 da. And it's the problem is, I feel like I can't, I can't say, sure, Henry, you can stay, right. but not let Ella Ray stay. So You're I've right, got to like cut them both off because yeah. I'm like, I can't, you know, only choose the snuggler based on their snuggability, right. you know? Right. Um, so anyway, so I just have to say, no. You're no. going back to your bed. Yeah. I'll walk you down, back down there, or Gregory, go walk them back yeah. down to their bed, carry them back down there. Um, yeah, I can't co-sleep either just because I need sleep so much that I can't have anything affecting that. <laughs> like um, your child. Like my children. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, bottom line, I think it's a little bit bonkers that people would think this is inappropriate. Creep. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's her son. Right. Right? I agree with you. And I think, I mean, nobody loves to criticize a mom like the internet, to be honest. So. Right. Right. Get over it, people. Get over it. We stand with you, Alicia. Alicia. Um, okay. This last article is from The Atlantic. Um, it's a happiness columnist. His three biggest. Uh, say that three times fast. Happiness, wow. col- happiness, happiness columnist. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his three biggest happiness rules. A good life isn't just about getting the details right. Here are some truths that transcend circumstance and time. Um, so he says, he talks about, um, basically these are the three maxims that he thinks are really important to a happy life. Um the first one is Mother Nature doesn't care if you are happy. Human desi- humans desire lots of worldly re- worldly rewards like money, power, pleasure, and admiration. We want to be happy. Thus, if we get more worldly stuff, we will be happy. But, of course, that is actually not true. Um, the thing that brings you happiness is not worldly appetites. Um, it's things like your faith your life philosophy, family relationships, real friendship, and meaningful work. So stop thinking that all those money and power uh, are going to bring you happiness because it's your connections to people um, that are really going to make the difference. The second maxim is lasting happiness comes from habits, not hacks. We live in a culture of hacking or finding shortcuts to achieve otherwise time-consuming goals or invade well-protected systems. So um, he talks about how people look for easy ways out of things. Um, and I feel like the internet is full of these. Or there's, there's diets. There's all these, like, you know, the keto diet and this diet and that mm-hmm. diet. All these, like, specific hacks that you're going to, like, lose all this weight or you're going to do all of this and do all of that. And he's basically saying, like, you have there's to. There's no hack. There's no hack. There's no hack for anything that's actually worth attaining in this life. So you just got to work hard and do it. And that's what brings you happiness um the third one is happiness is love the happiest people have lives focused on love of family of friends of others through work that serves and in some cases of the divine as well like your faith one of the things that he says is happy people love people and use things unhappy people use people and love things Hmm. so one of the things i liked about this um so he started this column to reframe the misery of the pandemic mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. think about well-being. So basically when the pandemic hit, 
they he was like, you know what? We're going to look for the good things, the happy things. And then he interviews different people and gets kind of different perspectives. Anyway, so this is his 100th column of this. So this mm-hmm. is like his culmination of, okay, since the pandemic mm-hmm. started and we tried to like shift the narrative yes. and not be so everything's awful in life, um, what, what are the happiness things? Um, this was kind of what he came up with after all those 100 articles. I, I liked it. I think, um, you know, I, I think the second one, lasting happiness comes from habits, not hacks, mm-hmm. is really true. Um, and I think that's something that's easy to forget. It's so easy to think, oh, if I can just find a way to, like, do this thing or, or you know, do this better or quicker or whatever, then then it'll be better. Then mm-hmm. I'll be happier. But, no, that's not ever really going to exist. Yeah, and I do think, ha- you know, happiness, Some some of your happiness comes from, overcoming challenges, working Mm -hmm. hard at something and succeeding. It's not those, anything that comes easy, you sort of have to question whether or not it was like worth having at all. So um, yeah, this was a good one. This was a good article. And this guy has a, obviously has a reoccurring um, column in um, the Atlantic. So worth checking out and just, you know, everybody, you're always trying to, is this, is it, which kind of calls into question, is this like a happiness hack right here? Like reading, <laughs> reading this column is like. <laughs> you're, then now you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. It's good though. Um, yeah. Do you have a win? I do. Win of the week. Um, my big win, well, I haven't talked much about this on the podcast just because she's kind of a private person. My sister had a baby oh, about yes, a week ago. Um, another little boy, and um, he, his name is Leo, and he's super cute. I have, I've only seen pictures, of course. Um, and she lives in California. We she say. lives in yeah. Southern California, so I'm actually I'm going out here in a couple of days. I'm mm-hmm. sure that'll be my next win on this podcast is visiting him. Um, but they are healthy, and they are doing really well, and he no. looks super sweet. Um, and River keeps saying that he is her sister, and I'm like, well, no, mm-hmm. we'll just have to like work on the – it's actually familial, a cousin, re- and, and he's a boy. It's a boy yeah. But that's okay. But we'll, close, close. We'll work on that. But she's super excited too. So, um, yeah, super sweet, and I'm excited. Like, I'm super so excited. She's doing well, and the yeah. baby's good. Yep. yep. And her other son is like two. One. So now she has two under two. Let's see. Um, Lex will be two in December. So okay, she, so yes, one and a half. Yeah. Yep. So okay. she's she's busy, but she's sending some good vibes. Yeah, good new mom vibes mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. to get through the cray. Yeah. Yep. And get some sleep, maybe. She has. She's taking a six month maternity leave. Oh, did I that's tell you nice. this? Which she nice. had to finagle. It did not come easy. Um, and I'm happy for her because I think without that pressure of having to go back to work so soon. I mean, six months isn't even long enough to be totally honest. In other right, countries, right, right. of course, they have even longer. Um, but, but six she, months is what I like. Yeah, yeah it's she, good. it's good. It's it's I, I I mean, if you're able to do it, I think that's awesome because I can just tell she only had three months with her first one, and I just I feel you like can feel the I just feel like the pr- yeah, already. like the yeah. pressure is kind of off a little bit that you have to you only have this many weeks and you got to mm-hmm. you know you got to mm-hmm. you got to do sleep training you got to get into like the swing of things. She seems very relaxed, and I'm very happy for her. Good, yeah, good, good. good. Well, take a minute to rate, review, subscribe. Have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll see you right back here next time. Bye, guys.